During constant change, your leadership has never been more important to create a better and more inclusive world. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, a podcast for the insatiably curious to explore the power of human-centered leadership to create real momentum for positive and sustainable change. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we speak to global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors as we discover that success leaves clues. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. That's me on, I think. That's the cue. Uh, Hi and welcome to another segment of the Leadership Enigma, the anniversary special. And I'm excited again uh, because I've still got Keith and Katie with. They're going to be with me the whole day. They're not allowed to leave. It's as simple as that. (laughs) But for our next slot, I have the wonderful Cheryl Stokes as a partner, Leadership on Diversity at Hydric and Struggles over in North Carolina. And Greg Orm, author of the Business Book of the Year 2020, The Human Age. And Greg, I'm not bitter. Well, I am a little still because Greg was the winner of that prize. Uh, my book was on the shortlist. So was Matthew Saeed. But Greg was the undisputed winner. But it's a welcome to both of you. I don't like talking about it too much uh, unless you want to take the whole podcast to talk about it. <laughs> we will talk about the human edge for sure. And I know we've got Cheryl with us as well, which, which is wonderful. And the thing that we're going to talk about, I mean, your book, Greg, was The Human Edge. Cheryl, you and I have just published in uh, Chief Learning Officer magazine a couple of weeks ago in relation to the human-centered and inclusive leader. So really, we want to talk about that. And, and Greg, you're on my screen at the moment, so I'm going to come to you first. So tell her, well, obviously, you've you know, dedicated a lot of work and research to this subject in your book, The Human Age. Well, you tell us, how's this all linked to the human-centered leader? Well, I think uh, one of the reasons why the Human Edge did okay during this weird pandemic year was actually the original premise was how do you differentiate yourself in in a world of machines? What does it take to be a, what's the human space that's left when artificial intelligence cheese slices away the rather routine and algorithmic tasks uh, and leaves things that humans are good at, such as creativity and passion and curiosity and general thinking and empathy. So um, that was the premise of the book. So I came up with these four C's that we talked about the last time we were together, consciousness, curiosity, creativity, and collaboration, which are what I think of as superpowers for anybody in uh, a complex organization. And then the pandemic came along. And I think the pandemic, uh, we've probably all seen, it has accelerated some of the technological trends that were already there, artificial intelligence being one of them, and also some of the social trends. So this idea of human-centered leadership is how do you elicit these four Cs, for me anyway, how do you elicit these four Cs in yourself? How do you become more curious and creative? because you sure can't ask other people to do it unless you're doing it yourself. So I would say the human-centered leadership is discovering your your own unique humanity uh, in order to encourage and inspire others around you to do the same thing. Right. So I'm going to come across to Cheryl because, you know, Cheryl, I've had the privilege of actually working with you for a number of years and and you actually embody a a human-centered leader. And I know you're doing a lot of work in relation to diversity and inclusivity as have Hydric. So uh, let me just come across to you for your point of view. 
Absolutely. I mean, humanity is so important and never more so than right now. I think uh, we spoke about on one of our earlier podcasts and in our article that, you know, in May of 2020, we were in just a very human moment. We had, you know, a pandemic without any clear answers. Uh, there wasn't a vaccine. So much was going on. And then George Floyd was murdered in the United States. And, and from that perspective, it set off not just a national chain of protest, but a global response. And I, I think in part it's because for the first time, maybe for, for some, it was very visible, the things that were going on that felt Injust that felt wrong. And so it was a moment for really an examination of how we are treating each other as humans. And, you know, Anna, we wrote in our CLO article about the, the characteristics of um, inclusive leaders. And we know that the most inclusive leaders value individuality, they create this sense of belonging, and they um, tie to this deep sense of purpose and engagement. Well, what we also know is underneath that, uh, for individuals to get in touch with humanity and to be more inclusive, you know, there are some traits like self-awareness, just being conscious of yourself and understanding how you're engaging. There is curiosity, just as you've said, Greg. I mean, a curiosity about others, curiosity about your own reactions, and it takes courage. And so there's a, a good deal of tapping into the reserve that you have as a person to stand up for what may feel like um a long shot, what may feel like injustice, but uh, beyond courage, there's also empathy. So connecting with people and standing in their shoes, feeling what they feel without being sympathetic about it. And then finally, there's vulnerability. And as leaders, you know, we don't always like to be vulnerable. We don't like to admit that we don't know. And so all of those traits that I've mentioned underlie that inclusive leader capability that is so important and that helps us keep our humanity. Now I'm going to bring Keith and Katie into this conversation now because we all spoke uh, briefly earlier in relation to this importance of human-centered leadership and you're you're working with people on that, you're living that in, in the organizations that you work. So what are your thoughts? It's so an, such an important concept now, human-centered leadership. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is but I guess for me, it's kind of we just put a new name on it. Um, it goes back to the kind of core principles of, of, of how we want to lead ourselves, let alone lead under others. And, and it's an interesting point Cheryl made there around vulnerability, particularly in the context of inclusive leadership, because I think one thing that we've also got very good at corporately and, and you know, in teams or as individuals is, is driving awareness of these things. I think the real challenge for leaders is, is action from it, you know, how you, how you drive something different and how you do it in an authentic way and an inclusive way without feeling as if you are jumping on the bandwagon or, or you're doing these things because they're the right things yeah. to do. How, how, you, you know, how you drive an, a level of, of action and authenticity uh, about, uh, about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. And accountability, and accountability as, well, yeah. as well. Katie, what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, I really like the point that Cheryl made around um, not always having the right answers. And, you know, I think it is such a freeing place to be when you realise that you can say, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'll try and find it out. But right now, I haven't got an answer. Mm. Um, and I think it really buys you a lot of goodwill from the people who work for you, if you have the confidence to say that. You know, we spoke to uh, Alexandra and Lale, who were our guests in the previous section, and we talked about vulnerability. Uh, and they're both senior leaders within uh, the investment world. 
Uh, they talked about having to take the mask off now as a leader. And so back to both of you, Cheryl and Greg. Uh, and Greg, you talked about the four C's. Cheryl, we spoke about so much in that article. We're really talking about innate human capabilities now, not technical skills. Is that, is that a fair comment? It absolutely is from my perspective. I mean, you know, I started in engineering yep. and I decided to change because my my observation was that the more interesting challenges and opportunities lay with people at the core, not technology, because we will figure out a technical solution. And in the same way, technical capabilities can come, but there's a, a beauty and an, an elegance in engaging with humans because it, it is the human difference that actually gets you the the kind of results that you want and that really makes just it a better place for not just your organization but for society as a whole and greg you know you speak about the four c's and we've spoken before about curiosity and creativity that will mitigate won't it ai machine learning automation you just can't replace those can you well absolutely and i was thinking uh, as cheryl was saying there that leadership Effective leadership has always been context specific. It, it's always about what's going on in the environment, both the industrial and the and the organizational environment. And right now uh, is very different from even when I entered the workplace when leadership was more hierarchical and directive. So we've got uh, organizations having to change at lightning speed to keep up with, an, uh, with a context of accelerating change. As you say, we've got machines coming into the workplace, taking away some kind of non-human uh, repetitive skills. Right. And at the same time, we've got new generations coming into the workplace that are requiring more transparency, authenticity, as uh, your other guest was saying, and, and also some meaning in their work. Uh, or or the, the millennials, as we call them, and younger generations, consistently the data shows that they want their work to be meaningful. So if you're a manager or a leader sitting in this environment, you need to be tapping into skills that weren't as um, weren't as respected when I first entered the workplace, which are, used to be called soft skills, which are these human skills that we have at home and sometimes we forget to bring into the office. But now it's about not just bringing them in, but developing them and, and, and tweaking them and bringing them to the fore. You know, I think I don't like the term soft skills. It's used all the time, isn't it? But I think... The soft skills that we, we we give that label to, aren't they the hardest skills out of all of them? Oh, yeah. How, do you, how are you vulnerable, curious, empathetic, inclusive, communicating prop, you know, properly? I mean, why have we always called it soft skills? I don't know. It puts me in mind of a cushion, a nice squashy cushion, you know, or a cuddly toy, you know. Here you go, I'm your leader. You know, this is the nice, fluffy... I suppose good to have as opposed to being absolutely essential right yeah which uh, is uh, yeah as you say a shame and also not relevant for how we now think about it you know soft skills were to do with relationships yep. which were seen as soft and technical skills were, do, were to do with analysis the sort of former heavyweight of great uh, leadership capabilities was the ability to analyze and come up with clever ideas and of course you know clever ideas are still important but the idea of relationships and these soft skills of empathy, things that actually are innate within us, they're not, we don't do them because we're paid. We do them because we're human. So probably that's where the word soft came from. But I actually would slightly uh, take a different perspective on what you were saying about it's, it's really difficult. I actually think it's difficult in an organizational context to be curious and creative often, but actually it's within our DNA 
as humans to be curious and creative. And it's about providing an environment where we don't get in the way of people doing what they would normally do anyway, yep. uh, it, given the opportunity. But organizations tend to kill these these instincts we have for asking questions and having a sense of humor and being a normal person with other people. I think if I ask a room of if I ask a room of five year olds who's curious, I think they do this, don't they? They put both hands up. If I if I'm in a, a room full of leaders and say who's curious, I think everyone looks at their uh, their shoelaces. Keith, you were about to say something, and I'll, I'll go back to Cheryl. Yeah, it was a couple of points just um, to make. One one is I think in in the past, or at least I as I reflect on my career, which is, is over about thirty years now, there was a huge emphasis on IQ in in the world of leadership and, mm. and knowledge and critical thinking and analysis what greg, what greg says and, and those kind of powers but um but i certainly think in the last 10 to 15 years um or at least in my experience in any case a greater emphasis on the eq side uh, and even nowadays the, the dq side or the decency quotient yeah. and, and and thinking about those okay let's call them softer skills but actually um you, know, you need a, you need a combination of both and you certainly need a team that uh that harnesses all of that in order to be uh, to be truly effective. No, I agree. Uh, oh, Cheryl, please, sorry. Oh, go on, Katie. Please, can we not throw out critical thinking skills? Like we need those <laughs> now more than we've ever needed them before. I, I've never had them, so I'll just declare that now, shall we? But but I agree. But Cheryl, you were going to say something too. Yeah, I was going to say. I think part of the difficulty that organisations have had with what what they call soft skills is that it felt difficult to measure. They were more in, intangible, and really. You know, it goes back to something Greg said, you know, leadership is about not just task and analysis, but relationship. But really, for me, the heart of it is this outdated model of organizations as machines, a mechanistic model of the organization that says you must measure outputs and, and it, you know, X plus Y equals Z. And it's a very linear thought right. when the reality is that we are organic. Organizations are organic. And, and really, we've seen now that you can measure the impact of these soft skills because it results in, you know, higher engagement, a, a higher sense of belonging. And so as our measures have uh, gotten more sophisticated, we've understood the connection between culture and performance, between these quote unquote soft skills and how people are engaged in the organization and whether they choose to stay and give their discretionary effort. And that's huge. And that's where human-centered inclusive leadership gets you that huge payback because you do get a, a deeper sense of belonging and more engagement and, and just more discretionary effort and better quality work. I think maybe the pandemic has reminded us, hasn't it, that actually our organisations, the organisation is full of people individual yes. people and therefore it is one huge organism now i'm mindful of the time so i i posed a question to you both in relation to kind of the most powerful or memorable piece of leadership advice that you had received or given and of course i appreciate there's some context around that as well which I, i've said to our other guests but greg let me come across to you first and ask you what is front of mind for you in relation to that question well i think as we were talking about curiosity and creativity um my my late mum uh, used to say to me, Greg, don't try and be happy. Just try and do the things that you're passionate about and hang out with people you really love and then happiness will take care of itself. And I often think the same is true of business creativity, which leads to innovation, which is don't aim for it, but just go by a circuitous route. And I think uh, creativity, like happiness, is a byproduct and it's a byproduct of curiosity. 
And the easiest behavioral tweak I always say to leaders I work with at London Business School and elsewhere is to get to curiosity, ask more and better questions. Because, and that sounds really easy, but the, the higher up you go in the hierarchy, the more difficult it is because yeah. it's, a, it's an act of audacious humility to admit, as we were saying just now, that I don't have all the answers. So asking good, open questions. In fact, I sometimes recommend to leaders that they check each day, how many questions did I ask as a, as a kind of a KPI for themselves? That's good advice. I love that, that audacious humility. So Cheryl, what are your thoughts in relation to that question? Yeah, I, I love what Greg just said. And for me, I'll go back to advice that my mentor, uh, Judy Rosenblum, gave me right. that leadership is just about people. You're not a leader if you don't have followers. And so it's the leader's role to develop people, to help build the capability in people and in the organization that helps set you up for success now and in the future. So as a leader, if you're not about engaging with people, investing in people and developing people, uh, sponsoring, growing people, then you're not doing your job. And that's always stuck with me. And that's how I have tried to lead as a leader. Thank you very much to both of you. We are gathering some wonderful insights. I'm asking everybody that question as we go through the day. Uh, Greg, Cheryl, it's lovely to see you. Thank you so much for being uh, massive supporters and fabulous guests for the Leadership Enigma. And like I'm saying to everyone, I'll be back soon asking for something. You know me, but have a great day. And Cheryl, I know you're in North Carolina. Everybody stay safe and I'll speak to you soon. Many thanks. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Nice to be with you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye now. Join us again next week for more tips and strategies on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or our YouTube channel. And remember to get your daily learning to build success at www.insights.emeritus.org. Download the Insights app and start learning for free. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.